Welcome to the shop, a moto podcast with your host, Jake Lowry and Grayson Crom. What's up, Grayson? What's up? Another episode of the shop. We're back. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks. A couple weeks? No, last week. We did one last week. Was it last week? Yeah, one week we and talk, a half? Talked about back 40. Was that last week? Yeah, probably. Oh, I think it was two weeks ago. I don't think so. Um, well, I'm going to look because we're, I think you're lying. Uh, you, talk, you look it up. We're back with uh, a guest. We got uh, Mr. J&B, John Michelle Bell, calling in. And <laughs> no, it, the... the can it's, we call, J, it's JMB, but can we, can we you call, were right five days ago. Can we call him the, the Cajun John Michelle He's Bell? He's not Cajun. Can we He's call him from the, the Delta. Uh, can we call him the country JMB? Yeah, country JMB. Yeah. Sure. Like, with a K. K-O-U-N. Yeah, with, and then, like, yeah, because yeah. like, he's just like John Michelle Bell, except so, not French. Yeah, and so for the Mississippi listeners, the people that would know, it's John Murray Barr. Yes, long time. He's uh, he's in the top five of Mississippi. Oh, yeah, of all time? Yeah, he's in the. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I mean, of the modern era. Yeah, like Some yeah. of these guys in the 70s and the one or two all, in the early yeah. 80s, that was like kind of. Yeah, all time. I think he know. has a, he has a, he's well known around the South Mississippi, you know, that area. So I think it's, we're going to hear from him, see what, uh, he's driving an old tractor right now. So, yep. uh. Hey, all right. Get get him on. We're gonna get, get him, him on. on. We're gonna get him on. I, I think, wish we had like a cool intro, like um, take me on the uh, on my big green tractor. The uh, it's probably a, a John Deere. You think a John Deere? We should ask him. I don't know. It's probably he's probably driving a John Deere. Hello. What's up, John? Oh, nothing much. How y'all doing? Man, we're we're sitting here. We're uh, what what kind of machine are you drive right now? I'm on a combine, a Case H eighty two fifty harvest and soybeans. Okay, you're wrong. I was wrong. I was uh, my guess was a John Deere. <laughs> okay. Now. Oh, so he he rides orange. Now. What's up, John Murray? Oh, nothing much, Jake. How you been, man? It's I'm been good. I'm good, bud. Uh, so we were just kind of introducing on the podcast, like you know, having you on and um. I told Grayson it'd be cool to have like some kind of interview of like, you know, I mean like an intro of uh, like some kind of accomplishment you did, but I can't think yeah. of anything other than some good finishes at Loretta's. Great. You might get about the only the only title I've I've got to my name is a Branson one, and I mean it's an amateur national back when we were younger, but it really wasn't like a top one. Yeah, it wasn't like a Loretta's or a Punk or anything, but I did get. One amateur title is my name. Uh, that's more than me. So <laughs> <laughs> I went to Branson, had some decent finishes there, but never, a, never a title. Uh, I think Johnny might have won some classes there. Maybe. Actually, Johnny beat Ryan Dungey one year, and I was like on sixty fives and eighty fives that year, and he went there with us. Okay, cool. And yeah. Yeah, John, Johnny got he beat Dungey that year. That's awesome. No, I would brag about that every day of my yeah. life. Yeah, I mean, why not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you – I'm kind of jumping ahead, but, I mean, you've beat uh, – he's not a national champion winner. He's – yeah, national He's cha- a national winner. He just not, won a national. Yeah, but he's not like a – he's not a, a champion. 
He's not right. on the he's not on the Mount Rushmore of Mojo. Yeah, yeah, like Dunch is. But I mean <laughs> he's potential. Yeah. Back yeah, in, for sure. Uh, RJ's good. Dude, I like RJ. RJ. We 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 were kind of just looking at results because I wanted to see like how far back your Redlands vault was because like you're a little bit older than me, so like we're in two different eras. I would consider, and so I was looking at. It, I'm like, dude, he beat some guys like in in the 450B days. I was like, you can like go through them and you see like some guys. I'm like, wow, like still racing yeah. factory ride guys and. So we're going to like, we'll start from the beginning though. With uh, 2003, you're in 50, uh, uh, seven to eight. So, like, is this how, how much in front or like how earlier were you riding before you went to that class in 2003, seven to eight? So, if we really want to start at the very beginning, I guess mm-hmm. I, I really got started whenever I was three years old. I started, or I started riding then yeah. and Dad, he just he built me a little track in the back inside of our little side yard, and he had me riding, you know, at a young age. And he waited until I was about four years old, or four or five years old, before he took me to racing. And so I was started right off on PWs, and I just progressively, you know, got better and better as I got on the bigger bike on the next size state like the juniors and mm-hmm. i was racing polinis back then which isn't even a bike anymore yeah i, I remember and i remember john murray on polinis dude those things were sick <laughs> so the kind of sidebar my best man at my wedding and jeremy shaw worked on one of my, on my last polini 50 and gave it to me for as a wedding present so that's, i have it sitting in my house at, at home right now that's pretty sick they, yeah. they found it in an old garage somewhere and fixed it up for me. But anyways, I, uh, yeah, that year at Loretta's, it it just did not work for me. I know you can see my results were just terrible. Yeah, forty uh, first. Like, uh, we every moto we had a bike problem and we could not figure it out. So we it kept overheat. Like I'd do the sight lap and it would be overheating immediately, and it would you know then the bike would just seize up during the race and we could not figure it out. We were taking it to the factory Polini team and letting them work on it and they couldn't figure it out either. And then once the race was over and all and dad got home and he just completely stripped the whole, tore the whole bike down. And turns out it was a plastic water pump gearing had stripped. Uh. So it ruined, ruined my whole, my first Loretta's. Sounds like my first year at Loretta's. <laughs> I was on a PW, but it didn't run, and I got like last because it. Every moto, it didn't run. <laughs> yeah, it just just dumb luck stuff that you that never happens at home. Yep. Uh, any local race, you know, the thing runs like a top. You go to the biggest race of the, of the year, and pff, there it goes. Yeah. So like from there, where you were, you were like, okay, well now I'm I'm. Were you pushing to go every year? Because, like, looking at it, you're very consistent throughout, like, going every year. And so were you, or was your dad like, oh, you got the speed, you know, and kind of turned into a 50 dad? I mean, you can ask Jake a little bit about it, too. I mean, yeah, that was the dream was to go pro, was to be the next one of the next top kids. And because I would always be battling with Zach Bell and guys like, Jesse Nelson and 
uh, shoot, who else? Like Tomac and them were a couple years older than me, but like my era, like Savachi, I was always battling with those kids. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, the, the dream was to to make it. And yeah, so John Murray's didn't quite happen. How old are you now? Are you thirty yet? I'm twenty eight. Okay, so you're a little younger than I thought, but um, you kind of had like me and Johnny, like kind of setting the groundwork i would say a little bit of like you know where we're going what we're doing and like you know so you kind of had that right. you and your dad kind of had that to come up of like well hey jake and johnny have done this and that like what's you know but like i know like Absolutely. you know johnny didn't go he didn't make loretta's on little bikes much and all he wasn't like a you know standout little bike guy but you know like right. i went a lot on little bikes and then it was like a really nobody between me until you came along you know and uh yeah. so it's like it kind of skips a few years where you have another kid that's which it's been wow since john murray yeah. since we've had a mississippi kid like consistently going to loretta's because there's nobody there's no i mean i guess no. kenzie if you count her you know but i mean i feel like it's yeah. a little different for the girls than it is for the for boys but yeah yeah i remember john murray at like i mean all the big races they were there which my dad and John Murray's dad knew each other, you know, so that kind of made it where, right. you know, you go to races, you know, you were, I mean, I would have been, you know, me and Johnny were like on big bikes and you were still on a 65, I'm pretty sure, but I still knew yeah. who you were, you know, young kid coming up from our area, so. Yeah, because you had, oh, yeah. you had two, you went back and for the 65 the next year, Went then and, and probably it looks like you had kind of bad luck in one of them, the stock moto. But then that next year in 2006, you were you were in 65, 7, 11 mod and 85, 7, 11 stock, and top ten in him both of them, which is pretty impressive. So that year that I didn't do good on 65s, that I was actually I had the fastest lap times in practice that year, and I'm, they were in. That was that year at, at the regionals. I beat Tyler Stewart, Justin Bogle. Uh, I beat all those guys that year at the regional. And mm-hmm. then I got to the Reddas, and in the first moto, I got a really bad start. And I was working my way up through the pack. And I had a kid cut out. Cut. I was like going around the outside of a kid, and he came out on me, and he hit the front tire, and it uh, it made it took out my front end, but it took it out in a weird way to where it shot the front end up. And my inside foot slipped off the peg, and then the peg came right down on my ankle, and it broke my ankle. Okay, so yeah. I was I was immediately out again. You know? Yeah, <laughs> DNF, DNF, DNS. Yeah, and then that next year, yeah. look, you came back for revenge in that class because you got uh, oh, yeah. eighth overall in the 65 and then fifth overall in the 85, which you don't see kids these days doing that. No, not really. Going – at least, the, even if they're in top 10 in the they're not going back and forth between 85 and the 65. No. And, and, I mean, you could probably, and Jake can attest to this too, my dad, he was pretty hardcore, and he always believed that if, he always told me that if a big bike could hit it, I could do it on 65 when it came to the jumps. So there would be stuff that Sheet the Seat class wasn't doing, and dad would have me, have me doing it and that you don't see today as no. much either. yeah yeah buddy was uh 
He was kind of hard sometimes. <laughs> yeah, he was pretty hardcore. <laughs> uh, you're talking about the jumping stuff. Like, I was a jumper as a kid, too. So, I remember jumping some yeah. stuff that big bike guys wouldn't jump. And uh, and then having buddies. Um, I know, John Murray, you probably remember Josh Erie for sure. And, oh, uh, yeah. Dude, he would, he would not jump some stuff. And his dad would get so mad because I would jump it and then Josh wouldn't. And oh yeah, he would get right. he would get so mad about it. But uh, he uh, he got over that as we got older. You know, you you get to oh, win yeah. where you you know you get some confidence jumping and you know. But it would be things we'd show up somewhere and he'd jump stuff way bigger and he just wouldn't jump it. I yeah. remember the. Did you ever go to Magnolia in Arkansas? They had like some areas and stuff there. They might have had a regional. Now I know they had areas, but. They had a big double in a sand section, and I remember it. it Josh always was scared of it. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't think I ever went there. Whenever I was young, our my like the best competition that I found for me was in South Louisiana, and South Mississippi. Like, yeah, there was a few kids down there that had that were my age that that had that created a good competition for me. Yeah, well, and so that would always chase the competition. Yeah, when so when you were that your age. Um, Moto was pretty good in that in our yeah, you know I would say south of our area, but South Mississippi, Louisiana, because well, we had, we had RMA series and yeah, stuff we, like that. Like, we had uh, then you had Kentwood going really strong. Um, yeah, you were. had uh, um, Golden Pine starting up and starting to get really strong. So like I was on big bikes by all this time, which I mean Kentwood had some strong stuff like my last few years of eighty fives. Um, mm-hmm. but even when I got into big bikes, like it was still really strong there. And, uh, right. do, are you the same age as Cartwright or close to the same age? Uh, I think he is a year younger than me, but we were always in the same class. Okay. You know, yeah. Except for those, those, that one or two, that one year where I would age up and he would still be below. And okay. Then he'd be, you know, I remember that, you know, they yeah. would, they would come down from Memphis to Wildwood a lot and, uh, yeah. It's crazy that you had like a big crew of Memphis guys that would go to Wildwood a lot. And like the yeah. guys up here now, they're not traveling down there. It's kind of crazy that like it was good enough to pull that. And uh, and I think mm-hmm. Hidden Valley, when it was open up here, it was good enough to pull a bunch of the South guys. But like the tracks aren't really that was quite. A big track. Yeah. It's gone, like completely gone now. A farmer bought it and it's that's... like leveled and yep. But yeah, uh, that sucks. Yeah. So. It was like the tracks were maybe better that, you know, a better quality track, I guess I'd say, that where they it pulled people from four or five hours away where it's they're not they're definitely not doing that now. Oh, they're not even doing they're not you know, South Louisiana crew, I mean just nobody anymore is hardly willing to travel unless it's the serious guys. Yeah, yeah. Well that's everybody, what everybody yeah. everybody now stays close to home. But yeah. Yeah, South Louisiana's got stuff close to home. We don't. (laughs) (laughs) No, the closest thing to me is Golden Pines and Kentwood, and those are three hours. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, well, we're not quite as bad, but close. Yeah. Which those tracks are, those tracks are four, a good four hours for us. Yeah, both Mm -hmm. of them. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so you grew up like when I feel like Moto, like, it was really in the Carmichael stew and Reed era. Yeah, it I mean, it was booming. it was good when I grew up, you know. But it it's like it was pretty good through the '90s, but like late '90s, early 2000s, it was really climbing, 
in like the mid two yep. thousands, it was I mean just unreal good with how many tracks, yep. how many people were racing, the quality of riders it was producing. But then, man, like by the time you got on big bikes, it had probably fell on its face. Oh, that was about yeah two thousand eight when yep. the recession hit. It just it took it. I mean, if like I said, it fell flat on its face, and there was nothing we could do about it. And but yeah, yep. I was, I looked, I grew up looking up to McGrath, so that was, that was the, the pinnacle for me. Yeah. That's where I was wanting to be. Yeah, because in, in 7 2006, I mean, we can just name the guys, uh, like, you know, Webb won, AC second, Nichols fourth, Owens fifth, Chris Aldridge sixth, Justin Hill seventh, John Murray bar eighth, I mean, just yeah top eight just legends of the sport and so you know you're you're right in the mix yeah that's and, crazy and to, to say think. i i don't watch the pro stuff with a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth is you know <laughs> yeah i will you know yeah you seen i, I grew the, up racing those guys and being right there with them and yeah yeah i, I know how it is same deal <laughs> oh yeah I, I mean what what good good rider that grew up like that or like you and i that doesn't have that kind of taste in their mouth yeah i kind of look at like you know i had like you know a lot of peaks and valleys of years where i was better than other years but um just not having a lot of time as a pro to learn Mm -hmm. how it is to be a pro um that's one thing that i look back at i'm like man i wish i could have I wish I could have put like five or six years of like right. living in Florida or California or somewhere with other guys that are doing the same thing, which I feel like it was a little harder for sure in my era of, you know, like when I turned pro of knowing it was a little more secluded. Like you didn't, you didn't have training facilities as much. So you couldn't just, you know, you couldn't just up and move to some place and meet a bunch of other privateers or maybe some factory guys and get buddies with them, and then, you know, then you're kind of in the click, doing right. the same training, same riding, and all they're doing. It was more of like, well, you're just going to make buddies with other privateers who have no clue what they're doing, and, you know, <laughs> you're just winging it. Right. So that was, you know, that was kind of my so, thing, and it's different now. Right. I would say my era was the beginning of the training facility. Yeah, for sure. I I remember going in 2000, I forgot what year it is. It was in the 85, 7, 11 class. I got fifth overall that year. That was 06, wasn't it? And that year, Dad sent me to MTS two weeks prior to Loretta's. And, and that was about the time it was really – the facility now was kicking off. It was still pretty young. And that's when I had, like – I was training there with Joey Savachi and stuff. So – that was a pretty good year for me. And that's the only time I really got to do any type of training before Loretta's or before anything. Yeah. Because I went, uh, what, I went to MTF well, in 07, but yeah. And I don't know what year that was. I hear you with the computer sitting right there. You can tell me. That was 06, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah fifth. Yeah. Yeah. So I went like six months after you went, cause I went the first of 07 and, uh, yeah, that was a good year for me, and uh, yeah, my, that was my that last year in the B class. Yeah, and uh, you know, like 
there wasn't like a bunch of facilities. Just like MTF was like, if you were going to go, like that was the one to go to and spend the money. It was. And, uh, which I had, you know, trained with Shannon Ade and done other kind of training and stuff. But it was a little different going to like this big facility with the, you know, the massive well, I mean, like, track. Shannon Ade is stuff like you and I go do on the weekends. Yeah, for like, sure. Working yeah. with kids. Yeah. It's not like that where you are living there, you are doing it. Yeah. Uh, while we're on like, like that topic, what do you think about the like real deal potentially like going away for good and losing like a train facility in your we'll say like backyard basically like you know within however far away from you close pretty close probably to, three hours from there yeah but I mean still yeah. having something <laughs> still having something right there like did you ever go there a lot when you were uh doing the Rudders thing in, what, 21 when you went for 25 plus? I, so, just like my whole entire upbringing, I've never, I mean, I went, I would go and ride, like, maybe a weekend or something. Mm-hmm. But I never went and lived at a facility longer than maybe a week or so. Because the rest of the time I was having to go, I was working to be able to afford to just even go. Yeah, like Dad started his own his own yard service in two in two thousand, and just to be able to make money and to be able to have his own, you know, make his own schedule to take me racing, and we just couldn't afford to pay anybody else. So Dad literally had me cutting grass with him when I was six years old after school every day. We would bust butt. I would bust my butt working. Monday through Thursday to try and get done so we could leave Friday after school. And it's been like that my entire life. I've never like, I've never gone to a training facility and spent <laughs> longer than a couple of weeks. Yeah. If even if that, so that year in 21, that was straight off the cat or straight out of the machine. I was running an excavator all summer, uh, putting 12 hours in a day and an excavator uh-huh. And then when I get, before I go to work every morning, I'd run and work out before the sun come up. I'm, it's not like I was getting any kind of seat time. Yeah, that's a, how I bet it felt so sweet to like see you beating these guys who, I don't, well, probably a lot of 25 guys are probably still full-time, you think? There's a lot of 25 guys that, they're not going to say they're full-time. Yeah. But it's just like with Haas, so it's like Brandon Haas saying that, he hardly rode any when yeah, club but, is his back. He, yeah. He's there every day. I'm like, dude, come on. Like, yeah. cause you're not really having to work. Like as much as you say that that's work, that's not work where you're punching the time clock and you're somewhere for eight to nine hours of the day. And you can't take your, you know, attention off of that. You have to be yeah. you know, at that job. Right. You can't go do something else. Like so, he can, he can be like, all right guys, I'm going to, you know, well, I, I'm going to bust my moto with you guys, you know? And he, so that's those guys are a lot of those guys that are in the industry and have these, you know, what I call gravy industry jobs. You know, yes, they're having to work some, but they're not putting 40, 45 hours a weekend. They're, you know, probably, yeah. you know, putting 25 to 30 hours at their job in and they get right. that extra 10 to ride, train, do whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a, probably right. a bunch of that. I bet it was. I bet it was nice. It, it was. But even still, I mean, I, we were going there to win. 
yeah. even with even with the situation I had, that was the goal was to win, and and it just you know, I, how can you compete with that? Yeah, it's it's, it's dang near impossible. But it's just, not... looking back at it now, it you know that makes me always it it still makes me wonder to this day if I could have put in the work forward and and made motocross my job where could I be right now yeah yeah I I think the same thing a lot too (laughs) but it's you know uh, it you I don't know I feel like a lot of luck has to go your way um absolutely and you know a lot of people unless they're in the situation sometimes I don't know that they really kind of understand the luck I mean you can get you know you get hurt at the wrong time sets you back you know it sets you back a year and that setting you back a year could be you know, where you miss out on an opportunity that somebody else gets because, you know, you were hurt or whatnot. But, like, the guys that beat you that uh, Heath won, which obviously, uh, I mean, I'm, I know Heath pretty well. Um, oh, yeah. And, Heath is a great guy. Yeah, so I don't know, like, for sure how much. I know Heath has to work a lot at his, you know, uh, Phoenix Honda. But also yeah. his boss supports his racing a lot. So if he's like, hey, I need to go, you know, do a 40, like, okay, he can go out, you know, behind the shop to their track yeah. and he, you know, does his riding, does his training, whatever. He can he can leave to go and do a race. It's no problem, you know, like. Uh, right. Then Robbie Marshall, I know, is like still heavy, heavy into like promoting stuff and all. And I know he does some kind of equipment work, but I think he's, I don't know like how full-time that is and if that's, you know, um exactly where he was at at that time uh jake bomert i think i don't know what he does as a job we sold him a bike that year yeah um yeah so i don't know if uh i don't think he was like full-time but i think he gets to ride a decent amount he i think he works with his dad he Um, gets to ride enough to make a real difference yeah 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 mike brown obviously still (laughs) full-time well that's a different type that's not even human yeah i don't know about jamal porter um not not at all taryn odell Uh, i think taryn just was like off the couch but a ton of talent because taryn should have nothing but raw talent yeah taryn should have been something back in the day i don't know what happened with that but um absolutely and then sean yeah sean laponovich is a test rider so he rides every day yeah uh, Judd, right. Judd Wisdom still is like full time, like yeah. he's down in Florida training. Uh, yeah, Riley Bro and his brothers, I think I don't know what they do, but they ride a lot. Yeah. So um, mm-hmm. I mean, they're doing nationals, so like yeah, <laughs> obviously they're riding a bunch. Uh, Brock Peterson, I think maybe he's kind of living real life. He's got some kids and stuff, so mm-hmm. maybe we could relate to him a little more. Uh, Jesse, I don't know if you say that Bork or Burke. I don't even I don't know him, so no idea. Maybe he could be. And then there's you. And then uh, yeah. Kyle Gills was fifteenth. Um, and Kyle, I mean, he has a job to where he has to work a lot because he's very important at WPS. Yep. But they have a track right there. I think he can. You know, I think it's probably pretty right. accessible to go and you know bust some motos, and he's got. You know, some guys around his area that ride a lot, so maybe makes right. it. Plus, he doesn't have kids. Like, so. that year, like 21, that year, him and I, was it 21 or, yeah, 20, 21, I don't know. One of those years, him and I battled tooth and nail in the last moto. 
Yeah, it was probably that year, 21. 21, you got 11th, he got 15th overall. It didn't have the moto scores. Um, Okay. No, he got 12th. Oh, they don't even show the moto scores on there? They do. I think his phone wasn't loading it or something. Oh, no. Okay. And and 20, you got 11th. And, uh, oh, yeah, Kyle got 9th. Y'all went. Yeah, uh, I want to say it was that year in the last moto. Him and I went like 8, 9, or 9, 9, 10 or something. Yeah. uh, Last moto. He went six, you went nine. Second moto, he went eight, you went 11. Third, first moto, he he went 20th, you went 21st. Okay, all right. I remember what happened that year. And 20, I had COVID that whole week until the last like last moto, I finally was able to really do something. And that moto, I finally performed and up until, you know, the end and I, I faded off and I just couldn't hold it anymore, but for half first half of the moto, Kyle and I were we were battling hard, and then I faded. Yeah, but I've been intense to ride with COVID. <laughs> God, I remember. But yeah, that was I, a yeah. I rode, rode with COVID that year, and that's probably pretty dumb. But you know, screw it. <laughs> yeah, you're there. It's been a lot of money. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd already done invested the money, and I just didn't tell nobody, and now everybody's. Gonna, <laughs> uh, you may not know this, but here, unlock your phone. Oh my goodness. So do you know that, um, I mean, you've been to Loretta's, like, count the years. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I, either we're tied or I've got you by one. But, like, we're the most ever from Mississippi to like, yeah. go to the ranch, like, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't really mean anything, but it's kind of cool that. Yeah. It is. No, it is cool. I, Jeremy was telling me that the other day. In fact, yesterday we kind of brought. He, we were talking about it. I was you know, picking his brain because this is the first podcast I've ever done. So I was just getting his picking his brain about it, and he mentioned that as well. And yeah, that is cool that you and I both are right there for the most Mississippi. Yeah, I, I've been eleven times. You've been ten. So, um, it means y'all both that, I'm old. Step it up. I need fast. to step it up too. So. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> dude, I, I wanted to go. So, you know, you talked about when you went back in 25 and you wanted to win because, you know, as a kid, you grew up with that dream, that goal of like, you know, I want to win Loretta's, right. like it's a big deal. And, uh, you can go back as a vet guy and you have that same, you know, same deal. So, when I turned 25, I went to my regional and I, I crashed the first moto and kind of blew it. But I probably yeah. could have sent my money in and still got in, but I, I didn't. I'm like, yeah, what you know, whatever. Which I had young kids, right. so it was going to be tough anyway. But when I turned right. 30, I'm like, all right, I'm going, and this is like I can win this class, you know. And uh, I went in off the ca- like way off the couch. Yeah. What, what happened? And what happened I had the speed, dude. I, had, oh, yeah. I definitely had top yeah. three or four lap times every moto, but I just yeah. was not in the shape to... I mean, I ran second behind Matuzak, the second moto, for the whole moto until like a lap and a half. And I went from second to seventh in a lap and a half because I was... I mean, I was dead. I was either going to crash or I was just going to let guys pass I me. wish you would have crashed. Honestly, that would have sounded better <laughs> if you would have crashed. Then I and just got a 40-second... No, if you would have crashed and picked your bike up and gotten seventh, then he'd be like, I wouldn't have got seventh. Dude, I, I crashed and I got seventh. But then you're just like, 
Oh, yeah. I was in second until like two laps ago, and then I just faded no, so I was, hard. I was so tired that I would have been. <laughs> you would just let the I would have fell there. over and probably not been able to get back up. <laughs> And then I would have got Jake, 40 seconds. Nothing seconds. is ever good enough, is it? No, but you know, um, I you know I had that same thing when I went. I'm like, you know, because there the guy that won the first moto, I mean, I beat at my area, so I'm like, right. he beat me at the regional. It was you know a default. It was muddy as crap, so I, I don't I don't count that. But I beat him at the area, so I knew like, you know, head to head, you know, I've got this. I've speed wise, I've got this guy beat. And uh, he right. won the first moto, and I'm like, and I got ninth, which my clutch went out. I, I had moved up to fifth, then my slave cylinder seal swelled up, and I lost the feeling of the clutch. So I had to just, you know, no clutch at Loretta's with deep ruts was pretty tough on a 450. Uh, so I'm just, you know, not doing it too good. <laughs> yeah, I'm having to baby every corner. You know, I'm having to just shift down all the way to first or second and baby through the corner so I don't stall it. And I right. lost. I dropped back to ninth from that and uh so it was pretty much like title hopes were kind of you know not necessarily done but you know like (laughs) a long shot you know and uh so in 2019 was my first that's when i turned 25 and i mean i was i was on it that year i went to the area dominated and then that year was the regional at windows and I I walked off and left everybody. Like, do you know who Franklin Nagurus is? Yeah, yeah, he's a fast guy. Like, he's riding. Yeah, he's riding for Dominican Republic this weekend. Yep. At as nations, and I put five to ten seconds a moto on him, and and that year I was I was committed. That year I went and I was staying at Kentwood when when Real Deal was there, and I was about two weeks into training. And I got, I was letting my emotions get the better of me one day in practice. And I was getting frustrated. You know, it was just an off day. And us as motocrossers, we just don't accept off days. And I was getting frustrated and it was starting to override. And sure enough, I had a really bad crash. The front end tucked on me going down a really fast straightaway. And it sent me flying probably a good 20 to 30 feet just before I ever hit the ground. So I was going a pretty good rate of speed by the time I did hit the ground. And it dislocated my shoulder pretty, pretty bad. Like it was down in my mid ribs, the end of my arm. And so it just, it ruined all hopes for that year. And because I was the only people like Franklin was there that year and he got third. And so I, you know, I was going in thinking, or whenever I went, I went and watched the end of Loretta's in 2019. So my thoughts were, you know, oh, I can, I should have been right there in the top three because I think it was Mike Brown won and then Darren Durham and then Franklin. So, needs to say, I was, I was a little sour about that as well. But that's hard think to see. Crap happens, you know. Yeah. Um. So when. Did you go through all? I mean, we pretty much went through all the yeah. Loretta's there was results. there was one. Why did you put on your name? Get out of here! Because I was trying yeah, to count how many times we skipped around. Um, <laughs> there, when, there was one I wanted to look at the moto scores. What year did uh? What year did you get your pro license? I went to Loretta's in 2014, and I got my license that way. 
okay. in AA class. Yeah, so you and did. that year, I had a messed up. I had dislocated my shoulder prior, and I had a broken wrist and a broken ankle and didn't know it, but still just raced and went and just did the did the motos. Because that year, the way the rules were, all you had to do was just race all three pro sport motos yeah. to get your pro license. So you did some nationals uh, in 15? 2015. Yeah, yeah, I went and did Red Bud, but are we skipping around or or deal yeah. with it? We can just skip around. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Loose program. So, yeah. So in 2015, I went and tried to do – I went and did Red Bud and didn't qualify. And then I can't remember if there was another one in between, but I went to Millville next. Or I, I qualified at Millville – Millville by the skin of my teeth, and that's the one and only actual pro moto I qualified for, pro race I qualified for. Okay. I made Every Millville other before, one too. I was, was that 250 two, or 450? 450. I couldn't afford actually building a 250 to be compatible, so yeah, be able to compete, so I just went 450. Yeah, I, I never did. Well, I tried a couple 450 nationals. Um, I didn't make any though, but the ones yeah. I made were 250, but I had a, yeah. I mean, it wasn't a fast bike by any means, but <laughs> so it, actually the ones I made in 09 were on a stalker. So, yeah. uh, so were those the only two you've tried for, or that was only no, in 2015? I tried a, you, yeah, I, tr- I think I tried again in 16. I'm pretty sure I did. Mm-hmm. Didn't get anywhere. Tried again in 17, didn't get anywhere, and then I tried Millville again in 18, and didn't have any luck either. Like in 2017, I actually, me and my buddy JD that lives around where up here where I live that does that races a uh, rock rockets. He went and won Pikes Peak that year in 2015. But anyways, he, him and I, he went with me to be my mechanic in 2018. And we went to Red Bud. Uh, we went Millville, and then I think we went to Southwick in seventeen. This, but yeah, in sixteen I did, I, I did, I tried a few more. It's not, it's all now coming back to me. Yeah. But uh, my buddy Kyle Forrester, that's from South Louisiana, he uh, he went with me was my mechanic, and we took Dayton Shira's minivan, or yeah, his minivan, his Ford Sprinter, uh, Ford Sprinter thing, Transit, whatever. And we went and did Millville and Red Bud. And I think we did one more. Oh, yeah, we did Tennessee that year. But no luck. Did you? As far as qualifying. So how many uh, national, how many different national tracks have you been to? Like, did you ever do I've the been, whole 12 or like 10, the non-California rounds no. or something? No, I've only just picked and choose because okay. I was paying all out of my pocket. Yeah. So I only just I like I did Red Bud in Millville the most, and uh, went to Tennessee once and went to Southwick once, and I think that's it. Okay. No indoor either. You didn't ever. You weren't much of an indoor no. guy, from what I can remember. No, <laughs> no, I, I never did like arena cross that much. Growing up, Dad would always just you know. We had the mindset of that we need to do it, and granted, for the dream that we had, yes, I, I did need to do it, but I just never did like it. And there's no supercross tracks for us to practice on here in Mississippi, so there's not like I'm about to just go send it and try to kill myself in a supercross track. Yeah. So yeah. So you didn't have like anybody 
at your level local to kind of like do anything with. So I, I was lucky. No. Because I had no, you had Johnny. And, I had well, I had and, uh, before that I had Kyle and Dustin Gills, and they had already been doing right. it. So, like that's who I started traveling with when I, you know, decided to, hey, I'm gonna go chase some nationals, and you know, and then that worked into you know they had already been riding Supercross, so it's like it, you know, hey, I've got guys to teach me this stuff, and we were lucky right. that Hattiesburg Cycles uh, was supporting Nathan Whitlow, and they had some land down in Purvis that. Uh, they had a little house on, so Nathan and his brother and mechanic lived in the house, and they had built a supercross track behind it. So I would get, right. get to go down there and ride. Johnny came some. Um, so like when I went into supercross, like we had been riding a supercross track. So it's you know I kind of which I'd I'd ridden supercross at MTF. Um, I'd ridden some in Texas with Teddy Park. So it was like not super green, but you know. Maybe not as prepared as some kids, um, so that kind of that's kind of where I got to have some experience. And then you know, same thing with Johnny. Right. I'm sure, like you know, us having friends that you know had stuff, uh, which we had a Supercross track actually uh, in Pearl. So um, later, I, say, I knew y'all had one around there. Yeah, about the time I was on Super Minis. Yeah, it was later just on, on big bikes. Yeah, it was. Uh, my second year doing Supercross, you know, we got lucky. Just the guy already had a track on the land, and, you know, I told him I had somebody right. that could build it. I just needed, you know, the area to do it. And he's like, yeah, here it is. So it kind of made it easy. Right. Um, and so, yeah, uh, by the time I got to that level, y'all were – Yeah, we were done. Kind of out. <laughs> Johnny, <laughs> Johnny quite wasn't, but me, Kyle, Dustin, yeah. like we were all, you know, because uh, 2011 yeah. was my last year to do anything, uh, Supercross and Nationals. And then I had right. the the wild idea in nineteen to get my license again, and I went to Ironman. So I wasn't way <laughs> yeah, off. Fiftieth in times is not honestly not terrible to not be in shape and not have really right. ridden that level. <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of different. But well, I feel like a- um, you get some. There's experience that you kind of learn as you get older that these Absolutely. kids don't have, and you kind of can beat out some of them on that. Uh, like us. I mean, like right now, there's so much stuff that I wish I knew. Oh yeah, me too. The most crucial areas in my career at that point. That oh my gosh, I would do so much different. But I was just a dumb kid that from Mississippi. That all I did was work. I didn't know no better to do that. I needed to go do all this stuff. Yeah. And really, it wasn't like anybody was knocking at my door saying, "Hey, I'll." I'll sponsor you. I'll help you get there. Granted, I wasn't very good, and my dad wasn't very good at selling me. We just we were not salesmen at all. Uh, we were just workers, and dad always told me that if you go and perform, they'll come to you. So it was never he wasn't ever going and just kissing kissing butt. Yeah, we like weren't. We probably should have been. Yeah, we weren't like that either, and. uh you know, my dad with having his own business and stuff, it, right. you know, that helped pay for a lot of stuff um, to be able to go. But, you know, like I had most of my traveling was with the Gills brothers. So, you know, we split everything yeah. and uh, that helped with, you know, having people to split cost with, you know, they had family that lived in Ohio. So we would stay in Ohio a lot. Uh, so yeah. we're staying at a house that we didn't have to pay for, you know, I mean, we're, we're just right. you know, rent free. And, uh, you know, I had. 
with a lot of you know just a lot of help but uh we were the same way man like we kyle and dustin didn't come from money or anything and we just were you know three kids that you know liked riding our dirt bikes and hoped we were gonna make it and uh honestly kyle man like the mental part of it he he knew how to step it up on like national weekend he was really good at qualifying and stuff and like he probably had the most potential especially in supercross you know him or johnny probably had the most potential to to really kind of do something um but you have to make a huge sacrifice to make that level, you know, and uh, absolutely. I mean, it has to be your entire. It has to become your world. Yeah, you can't have any kind of doubt. You have to be one hundred, if not more, percent committed, and it just it, it's hard for. Well, for it was really hard for me, just because I didn't mature until I was dang near twenty. <laughs> me too. <I> a, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, granted. You got, I guess you could say you got perfect a little sooner than the rest of us, Jake. But <laughs> well, maybe. But <laughs> but like growing up, like guys like Shane McElrath, he he was pretty good growing up. He was like a a mid top fifteen, top top ten guy growing up in the amateurs, all the way on little bikes, and then he matured really fast when we got into the B class and that was the year he went to club. He was riding. I forgot what Honda team it was. I don't want to say, I don't know why, but I want to say 1110 mods, but I don't think that was it. I think it was something else, but either way, his body matured really good and he got to put in the work and he was strong enough to handle the bike where whenever in 2000, what year was it when Yamaha first came out with the backwards motor? Was it 2010? Mm. Nine or 10. Nine, maybe. Yeah. On a 450 so, or 250? 450. 450. Yeah, it was like 10 or 11. I want to say it was 10 because, so that year, dad bought, he, my dad was a Yamaha, you know, that was that was religion to him. And he uh, he bought me the 450 because we couldn't afford to mine out the 250 and his thoughts were, you know, we can, I can ride the 450 and be competitive without having to spend a whole bunch of extra money and wear and tear. And you know how 250s are when you start mining them. Mm-hmm. Well, that thing, I was a hundred pounds riding that, riding that big old pig. Yeah. So you were, you were like me. Like I was yeah. same deal. Like when I first got on big bikes, I had just got off 85s. I could ride, I rode 85 till I was 16 because I was small enough yeah, I did and, and the rules back then where you could ride that. So I wrote it yeah. because hey, it was a little bit of an advantage to be older, and uh, but right. I was still so small. So when I got on big bikes, dude, I was tiny on big bikes, and uh, yep. somehow made Loretta's the first year on NB, and then you know, I mean, I started growing a little bit, but not. I mean, I'm still not big at all now, but yeah, are um, you are you gonna right. finish growing? I don't know. Soon? Probably no, probably not. <laughs> okay. I think I've reached the point of okay. Well, I was just making sure. I didn't know. I didn't want to be like. Yeah. Uh, almost if, if i was if i was you i wouldn't know what size pants to wear because i don't know your length you yeah know? almost 35 i think you're done growing so yeah but, i didn't know uh, i didn't know if you ever got out of the the kid section barely barely, barely. Yeah, yeah. but no so like you know even even you know my last years of amateurs is really when i started kind of actually growing and able to put some weight on to be able to build some muscle yeah. and you know like it's um 
you're kind of behind the eight ball a little bit. You know, you've got the talent, you've got you, that, but you got to be able to put, you know, the the um, the strength part of it's not quite where it needs to be, and you don't understand how important that is until you get to the level where now it's like real men you're racing, and you know, yep. these guys are training full time every day, and it makes a huge difference. It's it's a huge difference, and it absolutely shows. And I got. I got pretty lucky that one year in the B class because I was still a shrimp in on Cowies and I just, I don't know. I, I performed that year pretty well, but other, up until then I was the shrimp of the class. And I mean, that even goes for that year. I got fifth on 85s. Like I got a picture in my dad's shop where what saved me that year. I think I got eighth every moto. Yo, yeah, yeah. Can we talk year about was we, a year? Can we talk about the <laughs> moto scores on those real quick? I was looking at oh, yeah. seven, eight, nine or something, wasn't it? <laughs> so fourth, Jesse Whitland got fourth that year with a four, four, three. It's consistent for fourth yeah. for sure. You yeah. you went eight, seven, nine for, for fifth for fifth overall. Uh, so what <laughs> saved me that year was that was the year I went to Millsaps and. I was getting every hole shot. Like, do you remember Caleb Dow and how yeah. golly that dude was? He was, I got, so anyway, that picture I got in my dad's shop, it's me and Caleb Dow and Jesse Nelson getting the hole shot. And there's a kid in the background where a bike fell right in front of him and he hit the seat head on with the front tire and went flipping forward. And the picture is timed out just right where the kid is literally doing a Superman in the, in the air above everybody. And me, Caleb Dow and Jesse Nelson got the hole shot. And that was those whole shots that year is what really saved me because I was maybe 60 pounds on a KTM 85. And you remember back then they didn't have a linkage or anything. And God, they well, Zach Bell was the test rider, and he was probably back then he was little too. <laughs> he was little, but he had some weight to it. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's what saved my butt that year was starts because I'd fade back from. First, second, third to seven, eight, nine. <laughs> Kinda sounds like you. But. No, that's hundred percent like me for sure. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> have you been riding recently, or or what are you doing now? Well, since I got married, life has kind of hit me hard, and I've been I've been working really hard. I've, I've just been working a lot, trying to save money. So, dad and I, I worked with my dad from the time I was six years old up until last year and we finally parted ways and uh, I kind of I went and worked for my father-in-law during the winter and now I'm working for my uncles my dad's brothers doing the custom harvesting running combines and so I really haven't been riding much I just anytime I get a free chance I go ride uh, but, do, do you see yourself kind of you're not going to ever because I feel like Jake says like Oh, I'm gonna get out of the sport, and like when y'all been in it so long that you're never gonna be like completely out. But like, oh, do you, no. you kind of see yourself kind of out of the chasing Loretta's, and now you're just gonna go and and kind of be like a Jake, like just show up to like a random pro am, get a couple hundred bucks, you know, beat some fast up and coming kids. Right, show them young punks what yeah. wisdom can do. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> basically the 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 Jake the Jake strategy. That's, I mean, kind of, of course, I would still like, I, I want to go do the Reddit's more. I would, 
you know, the dream that I have for myself is to be able to still be good enough to where the young kids and like the local A, I'm still at the top of the class like Jake is. <laughs> and for my kids to be like, oh man, dad's awesome. I, I, I really want that. And of course, I want to be able to possibly, if my kids are into it or not, I mean, you know, that's up to them. I have so much knowledge. Yeah. Based off of what I, what happened in my life that I can give them and try and possibly steer them in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah, that's, but, I mean, that's what I do with mine. They're, they're getting more and more to where they really ask to go ride. It's just, it's hard to go ride with bunch of kids and not having places super super close um well if you keep on jake you're going that movie that what that was around when we were kids cheaper by a dozen you gonna have that running around yeah well no i'm done (laughs) i'm done now so uh, (laughs) you know but uh yeah i've got i mean i have the three boys that ride so and i mean they're into it but none of them they're all pretty timid, you know, none of them are right. like this, I'm just, I want to go fast, I'm going to pin it and go fast and try to jump whatever, like, they're all very reserved. Um, they do have pretty decent riding styles, though, they're not like squirrels, like, they they don't look like right. goons out there, so um, they at least have that going for them, but they're not, they're right. not really fast, but yeah, I try to just teach them, you know, and you know, you talked about like the... Dad, you know, kids will think it's cool or whatever. I don't know how much mine think, like, that it's cool that dad's fast. They know that dad's fast, you know. So they don't, they definitely don't argue me when I tell them something about on the bike, you know, or what they should do. They don't, you know, they don't argue that. But um, if you stay. Because you you have so much knowledge, you can sit there and say, look, this is what I'm doing and this is what the results are. Yeah, well, I mean, they see me on the track and what I've done. So they know, like okay, I can't argue with him like he actually, you know, yeah, he actually can do. Right. But, like, it, it kind of keeps you youthful. So, like, when we go to, like, like my kids play baseball, um, and we go to the field and stuff, and I see some of the other dads that are, you know, around my age or maybe a little older, you know, by a couple years or so, and I'm like, yeah, see, that guy looks 35. I don't feel like I look 35, <laughs> so, like, I am feel like I'm winning over here. And like, you yeah, know. Just, depends and, uh, if, just depends if you took your hat off or not. But, like, well, <laughs> you know, with your hat on, you're fine. I got the same problem, too. <laughs> Grayson, Grayson gives me a hard time about my receding hairline. So, <laughs> but, um, uh, Dayton does, too. So, anyway, uh, yeah, like, we were – my oldest runs cross-country, which, hey, this, like – I like let I want them to be athletes, um, and some people here kind of think my kids are better athletes than I was or am. Um, so <laughs> they're they're very athletic. But uh, my oldest runs cross country for the school, and like dude, he runs two miles three or four times a week now. And uh, yeah. like to me, like that's great because he'll like I dreaded running. Good base. Yeah, I dreaded that. Yeah. Like he's not gonna dread it, and he's gonna like it and enjoy it, and he'll be able to do it no problem. And so, like, as he matures, when it really matters, you know, like, if he wants to chase, if he ever gets better on the dirt bike and wants to chase that or whatever, like, he'll be cool with training. Or if it's baseball or whatever it is, like, he'll he'll be cool with training because he already enjoys running at a young age. But like, we were at the we went to we went to his meet uh, Monday, and his little buddies are playing this little game on their phone. And, like, they're, like, he told him he's, like, my dad's got the game, like, you know. And they're, like, his little buddies are, like, wait, you play that? And I'm, like, 
look, I play every now and then because the kids play, and they like thought it was the coolest thing ever that I played this little video uh, game on the phone. <laughs> what, like, or something? No, it was some other little game that uh, my kids uh, okay. play, and I have it because you can like link together, you know, and be in the same party and all play together. Right. So I'll do that and play with three of them, and you know, when they're on their right. iPads. So and you stuff. mentioned that about your son, like. Whenever I was growing up in middle school, that's what I would do as well. Like, I was the kid in sixth, seventh grade that was running varsity cross country and, like, at the track meets at, like, the 3,200 and 1,600 races. I was a little shrimp out there running with the high school kids. Yeah. So, I, I definitely get it. And it definitely, it most certainly helped me. And, like, my dad was hardcore enough at that stage that I would do practice after school for cross country and track and then I would get home or I would get dad would either pick me up from school to go cut grass or mom would take me to go meet him and go cut grass and then he would stop two miles from home and I would run home <laughs> <laughs> that's what you need to start doing that's with yeah alright well I mean, uh, we've had you on here for about an hour or so Really, so, it doesn't feel like it. But yeah, yeah, it is. yeah. We're gonna. Um, I want to get you on another time um, to be able to kind of talk about like moto, like the local scene and like you know tracks and stuff. Because Grayson doesn't know, but I remember like when Golden Pine was kind of in limbo, and you went, you would work it every now and then, and like yep. our idea was like not lining yep. up sometimes with some of the guys that own the tracks and stuff. And uh, right. we just kind of talk about that a little bit. On we could probably get into it big time on. <laughs> oh yeah, we can go all another two hours on that. On that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I wanna, we kind of want to do like a, you know, this kind of interview with you, you know, on who you are, what you did, oh, yeah. and all, and uh, then we'll right. we'll do one where it's like maybe get some other guys on with like track stuff and you know, yeah, because it's right, you know. It's terrible in our area now. We need some. You tell me about it. Dude. Yeah. I, like I said, we're going to need a whole another possibly two podcasts to really talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. You got but, any more questions for him on? No. Uh, no. Now I know. Uh, now you he, know who he is. Yeah. I've always, I, well, I never really saw him. I didn't see him until, you know, I went to Wildwood, I guess, last yeah. October. But like I've always knew yeah. and seen pictures and stuff like that, but never really like actually. You seemed younger than you were. Like I thought when you raced at Wildwood and I saw you, I thought you were like like in the for this was that was like your first time in the A class, and I thought you were like. <laughs> and so like I always thought like, oh dude, he's probably gonna do like maybe nationals or something this year, you know. And then I didn't realize you've already done all that and you're just back hanging out, you know. So yeah, no, I I just still have a. I, like I always growing up, I just I run off of talent because it's it's not from hard work because I don't get to do it. Yeah, same same here. It's been like that for <laughs> yeah, as long as I can remember. <laughs> right, but no, I I really appreciate you guys hitting me up. I've always wanted to do a podcast and, because I feel like people like Grayson, they especially this next generation, they just they don't really know who I am or know me because I've, I'm just in and out. I'm either there or I'm not there at all yeah. because I'm so busy trying to make a living and I live so far away. It's not like I can just go on any given Thursday or Sunday or whatever and go ride. I got to make time for it, plan it. Yeah, for plan sure. It around work. 
Yeah, the only thing that's kept me relevant, I think, is like working in a shop. Because a lot right. of a lot of the dads and stuff that are newer, you know, people are like, "Oh, you need to, you know, go to Graham KTM, buy from Jake," and like, you know, he rides, he races, he knows. And then kind of when they get to know right. me, they're you know, then they kind of ask some questions, and then they're just kind of like, "Oh, okay, this guy," like you know. So it kind of it yeah. just it kind of helps with keeping you know kind of have kind of stayed relevant with knowing you know people kind of knowing who I am. But I still go places, and there's guys that don't know. They're just like. Who, oh, like, yeah. you know and people have to people tell them pretty quick though i mean you know same with like if you oh, show yeah. up at wildwood and somebody's like wait who's that like there's gonna be somebody there that's like oh yeah that's john murray bar like he, yeah. you know <laughs> <laughs> right like yeah. back in 2019 and at the regional i raised 25 plus and open pro sport and i was racing guys like uh what's the gas cast kid right now brown carson brown pierce brown uh, pierce brown that's yeah right. like him and i were battling tooth and nail and we got off the track and he's like dude who even are you <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's like, uh, like i'm just some old hillbilly from mississippi that likes to ride their bikes man yeah i've met some kids that uh you know like meeting spencer winter you know i met him doing arena yeah. crosses up here and stuff and it was more his dad is kind of what got the relationship going his dad was his dad would rag him if i would beat him he's like this guy's got kids and all he's beating you <laughs> but uh and me and spencer are still like that too it's yeah so much fun. he's a good kid yeah so me and spencer like you know if if people see like if he's at the same track you know like he can explain to the younger guys like you know who i am and stuff like that and yeah uh, it's funny though. It's kind of funny to be the older guy and go beat some kid, and people are like, "Wait, oh, what? So what just happened?" <laughs> it, it is so much fun. I, that, I absolutely enjoy it because I I go back to the pits, and if I pass up their pits, the dads, you know, getting on them. And yeah, and, and <laughs> that old guy just beat I, you. Like, yeah. I'm like, that was me. I was that kid too at one time, and now I get to put it on you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, cool. But, well, we'll let you get back to uh cutting corn or hay or it's soybeans soybeans <laughs> soybeans okay. he said that at the yeah, beginning of the it. show yeah i was you know god pay attention dude i haven't <laughs> ever stopped i've, I've been rolling too <laughs> all that's right awesome. good catching up with you and uh we're going absolutely. we'll have you on again for sure absolutely hit me up anytime it was a great time all right see you see you later later all right guys i was john murray bar the country jmb one of mississippi's finest so it's cool. I like him. Yeah, John Murray's good. Me, we, we've always had a really good relationship. You know, like, um, which he said he's 28. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'm six years older, but I, I always remember him being the kid coming up. You know, and I always talked to his dad a lot. My yeah. dad talked to his dad a lot. So, um, he's like he's the he he's six years older than me, and yeah, you're six years yeah. older than him. But he was like always the kid coming up under us that we all knew that we were cheering for, hoping yeah. he was in. You know, so we've always had a good relationship. But am, am I? Am, who's are that you kid? the next kid? No. <laughs> you're a little older than being a kid. Who's <laughs> <laughs> the next kid? I don't know, dude. Pettigo, maybe. Carson Wood. No, I meant like Mississippi. Oh, Carson Adams. Carson Adams is Louisiana, but yeah, but still, yeah. Yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. All Somebody right. who goes every year. Mm. Well, we've been a little over an hour, so uh, we're about to wrap it up. If uh, if you like us, like, subscribe, share, comment, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Oh, uh, answer of oh. La- last week's. Your sister won. She got one off. Damn it. Yep. So Two 
what, I don't even remember what it was. I'll have to look it up again. I was wrong the first time, and so then Jake guessed it right the second time too, which pissed me off also. Because I looked at Supercross before, and now it was, let's see. Yeah, it won't load now. Two something. Okay. No, not two. It was 26. Yeah. That's yeah. what it was. All right. Um, see there was something I was, oh, the comment on YouTube. We had somebody comment on YouTube, and they want to know, they want an episode of Grayson's story. Yes. So we have to have, we got to have an episode of of your career. Yeah, not your much. Your story. Not much no, there's of... a lot more. That we'll get, we're going to get Eileen on for that episode. Oh, God. We're going to have Eileen on for that episode. She is going to love it. Maybe we'll have Eileen on for half and Alexa on for the other half. Alexa has more of a story than I do. Because they were both faster than you. Yeah. I'm the slowest crumb. <laughs> I'm the slowest crumb. <laughs> All right. Hey, everybody, uh, please share Shot Moto Pod, and we are out.